Hello and welcome to the show. It's episode number four of season two of the Felsafe Fitness Podcast. My name is Michael Joshua. I am the owner of Felsafe Fitness Limited. And this week it's going to be a very interesting show. Quite a bit to get through, so we're going to get straight into it. If you do want any personal training, massage, nutrition and weight management or golf performance coaching whether that be in person or online check out the links in the description and I'm sure I'll be able to give you some help welcome to the show then people episode number four of season two as I've said we're going to fly through some topics this week it's going to be a short sharp and fast one Usual formats, so we'll get into what I've been up to over the last week or so. So, as we all know, if you live in the UK, it's been raining. And I am at a golf course where rain is its worst enemy. We were almost ready to open in February. Then the rain came towards the end of February, which is the backlash that came across the pond from America. Then we had snow. Snow came in and then decimated it. And then a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were on the cusp again of nearly being open and now rain. Hopefully by the end of this week, we will be open and we'll be playing golf and I'll be taking on some new clients at the golf club. But as it stands, that's not happening. Very frustrating week. Two new clients, two new golf clients, which has been really good. They're coming in and hopefully they'll be joining the 3 for 2 program starting in May. My own personal golf, I haven't picked up a golf club now for nearly a fortnight. I haven't practiced in the garden. I just haven't had the time. I've been working flat out as a greenkeeper. I've been trying to put this show together, trying to find some other side hustles that I can do throughout the winter because if this is going to be the situation I'm in where only six months worth of golf performance coaching is going to happen, then the personal training side of the business is going to have to pick up. So I'm working on working that over the summer and then through the winter. And that's been my week. I've had a few issues with uh, my tax company who have been taking money off me since October and then turned around and said, I'm a limited company. We can't deal with that. We're a personal tax corporation uh, account. And I'm like, well, that's what I told you when I signed up for you. You said that wasn't a problem and now you're going to tell me I can't. So I'm in the process of trying to find a new tax accountant. So if anybody knows a cheap one, that can help me out uh, as a limited company, then much appreciated. I'm about to sort one out myself, but if someone can beat the 25 quid a month I'm about to pay, the 300 pound a year, I'm in. So, first things first. The show has got a good nickname this week, I think. Supplements, putting, and treadmill running. I thought it was a quite a quippy little little subtitle. And we're going to get straight into that treadmill running. So for those little gym buddies, gym buddies, gym bunnies even, for those gym bunnies that tend to go and do 40 minutes of cardio 
with about 10 minutes of weights. The people that jump from one cardio machine to another, then here's some good news for you. Apparently, a study done a little while back from uh, Laval University found that runners who use a gradient higher than 3%, so when you're on your treadmill and you put it at 3%, 3% or more, you are more likely to have more muscle growth and you're more likely to use fat oxidization than those running on a flatter, flatter, flatter treadmill. So if you're one of those people that likes to go to the gym and you like to run in the gym because, oh no, I think running on a treadmill isn't so bad. I think if you've got struggle with, with dodgy knees, I think the, the impact cushioning that a treadmill can provide, and of course the, you know, 365, 24-7 availability of a treadmill is great. So, you know, if you're one of those people that does like to run on a treadmill than outside for various reasons, then make sure you're running at 3% or above in terms of gradient, and you'll be getting more muscle growth, and you'll be burning more fat. So good news to all those people out there. And that's my little tip for the week. If you do want to, you know, more fat oxidization and build some more muscle, then run on the treadmill as your cardio, whether that be hit or steady state, 15 minutes to 30 minutes, you know, three times a week, and you'll be burning more fat, building more muscle, using a piece of equipment that could, you know, potentially just be boring and you're not doing it very well. So 3% more a gradient, build more muscle and burn more fat. That's your simple tip of the week. <coughs> Going into your nutrition then, falling into next, what we did last week, I said there were six supplements. Now these aren't supplements you should be taking all the time, but they are certainly supplements that can help you build more muscle and recover more quickly. And they're all supplements you can take overnight, so before you go to bed. And last week was very, you know, L-tryptophan, ZMA and honey. Very simple. They all have the, their uses. And this week, <coughs> we're going to talk about a protein. And a protein which is going to be casein. So casein protein is a slower digesting form of protein. So normally whey protein is the one that people tend to recommend, especially if you're trying to build muscle and you're trying to get some protein in quickly, because whey protein is definitely absorbed faster <coughs> than casein. But because casein is a little bit slower digesting, it's great to fill a gap. So if you're hungry before you go to bed or you're hungry, you know, mid-morning, mid-day before a meal's due, Take a casein, it will burn off slower. And casein can also improve your health 
by helping to boost muscle growth and re aid recovery after exercise which is an important factor when you're trying to build muscle and you're trying to factor in weight loss so if you can go to the gym do a big session feel a little bit sore take a casein protein shake about 30 minutes before you go to bed you can take that on board and while you're asleep overnight again the amino acids are boosting your system so your body your brain tends to take amino acids out of the muscles or stops it from getting to the muscles to keep it alive because as you're asleep your body doesn't need to use your muscles but your brain will steal some amino acids to keep it alive so an extra you know boost of, of amino acids from the casein protein will help those muscles recover as well and keep you topped up throughout the night and it will be a great thing for you know fatigue muscles it's, and that muscle growth so casein about 30 minutes before you go to bed will help you recover and help keep you healthy and will also help you build that muscle because the more muscle you have, the more muscle you have, muscle you have on your body, on your on your skeletal frame, the more, the less fat. So your body will use the fat to optimize, you know, micronutrients to help build muscle. So the more muscle you can pack on, the less body fat you'll eventually have. Is the theory, and that's the one thing that, as a a personal trainer and has uh, diet nutrition experts and, and personal trainings and strength and conditioning experts it's really weird because we can tell you how many carbs to eat how much protein to eat how much fat to eat we can tell you a rep range but what we can't actually tell you is how much muscle mass you need to keep weight off so you can be super lean or you can be super fat but we there's no you know, you need 52% or 58% muscle mass for homeostasis, for your body to not build muscle and not gain weight. We can't do that. And that's, that's, I find that really fascinating. There have been a, a couple of studies, and I, uh, there's likes of Dr. Andy Galpin, who's, who's well into that. He's on the Barbell Shrug podcast. And he's currently doing studies along those lines of how much muscle mass do we need in different body types to actually start to burn fat or start to build muscle? You know, how much muscle mass is going to be? So we can we know how much body fat we should have. We know how much water we should have. But actual muscle mass in a person is crazy. That we can't go, oh, by your height and your weight, you need you know, 62% muscle mass and you, your body fat will start to come off. We can't tell you that. It's crazy. That's that's the one thing we can't do as professionals is do that. But yeah, casein is going to help build more muscle and, uh, and help you recover as well. The second item on the bill, the second supplement you can take before you go to sleep is glutamine. Now, glutamine is an amino acid. Um... It's a side chain to the similar of that of uh, glutamic acid. 
and is classified as a charged neutral polar amino acid. What this actually means is that it's one of the 20 essential amino acids that make up all proteins. And proteins obviously build muscle. It's needed during traumatic conditions like illness, injury, surgery. It's the most abundant amino acid in blood serum. And it tends to dec decrease in proportion to the acuteness of trauma to the body. So the main benefit of glutamine is that it uh, improved outcomes to trauma. So injury, burns, except things like that. So this is uh, definitely a great builder an injury prevention formula. So take a tablet or a few grams, like doses can be as high as 50 or 60 grams a day, but you can get tablet form. You can take a couple of tablets uh, during the day or three tablets a day. that are normally about three to six grams. Take a couple of those and it's gonna help keep you boosted with this essential amino acid. So glutamine, definitely, definitely get some in your system and you can take it overnight. Third one, and the sixth supplement that you should probably consider taking if, if not uh, at, the st at the start of your regime, just to boost your system, is glycine. Now glycine is, uh, again, another essential amino acid. It helps build proteins needed for tissue and hormone maintenance. So glycine is a great in terms of support for your heart and your liver health, liver health. It improves your sleep and it can reduce diabetes risk and reduce muscle loss. Again, with all these essential amino acids and, and with casein in there as well in the system, it's gonna give your body the potential to boost its immune system and hormone production and it's going to be a fantastic way of doing things. And it may also improve your sleep. So glycine is well recommended if you want to take that to help your recovery and help your skin, etc., etc. And that's the six kind of supplements you can take overnight. You don't have to think about it before you go to bed. You don't have to take all six. Take a couple. I'd probably recommend... Casein and ZMA, definitely, they will look after you while you're asleep because the casein protein will keep you boosted with amino acids and the ZMA will also help uh, with your sleep and recovery. It's something that I tend to cycle every three to six months. I tend to do a, a 30 or 60 day period uh, of, of that to help my recovery from my training, etc., etc. And that is your nutrition tip of the week. Moving into my promotion. Coming up 1st of May, right the way through to the 31st of May. If you are looking for golf performance coaching, personal training, nutrition and weight management, all three will now be on the 3 for 2 promotion with a maximum of three purchases, nine for six, and they will be valid for 
90 days. So you, you basically get three months to fit in nine sessions of either personal training, golf performance, nutrition and weight management. They are three for two. Go to the website, book yourself in. Links are in the show description. Starting 1st of May, running till the 31st of May. Come and join the program. Come and join the successful clients that I've had in 2023. Come and be part of the Failsafe Fitness family. Promotion over. We're going to have a little chat about golf. What happened in golf this week? Uh, as I have done for the last couple of weeks, we said it'll be 26 weeks of of golf news and golf, well, my opinions on things. Well, this is sort of bleeding from the Masters as well. So Rory McIlroy didn't make the cut at the Masters. And because he didn't make the cut at the Masters, he then decided to pull out of this weekend's Harbour Town golf event. So he's been very outspoken on his views with Liv. So he's one of the most elite guys. He's world number three. And part of his, shall we say, involvement with the PGA Tour was that there were going to be 12 designated events in 2023. Now, these 12 designated events men mean that I think the top 50 or top 30 or something like that have got to be at these events. They were going to be allowed to miss one of the 12 events. <clears throat> Next year, I think it raises to 14. So this week's RBC Heritage Tournament is one of those designated events. It's a really big field. And Rory pulled out after missing the cut of the Masters. And he'd already p didn't play at the Century Tournament of Champions, which is the tournament, a designated event for all the winners of the previous year. They make up the field. <clears throat> and he decided not to go. And what this basically means is that the third best player in the world will now lose $3 million dollars of his pip rewards so the pip rewards are the player impact program so what they put together was um, Rory will basically get a million dollars just to turn up and play 11 of these 12 events so he gets 12 million dollars a year and the player impact program basically guarantees that there are four, 12 or 14 well 12 events this year 14 events next year in 2024 that the world's top players are going to be there so by having the world's top players at these events they're going to make an impact on eyes on the event and Rory has now missed two of them when he's only meant to miss one so he's going to lose a third of his bonus. So he's going to lose $3 million. And I just find this interesting that there's been talk about him going to live. He's got a young family. He's not really performing. He's living though he's world number three. He's not performing 
at his best? And would it be better for him to go and sign? If Tiger Woods is worth, you know, 800 to a billion dollars, Rory McIlroy being at Live Golf has got to be worth at least half of that. You know, 350, 400 million dollars on a four or five year contract or 10 year contract. I mean, he's, he's 30 some odd now, what, 34, 35 years of age. I think a $40 million a year contract, $400 million to these 45. That sounds like a pretty sweet deal to me, even if it's not competitive golf. But Rory's been very outspoken about the live players. And then he was a big part of this, you know, player in the, uh, this player program that has, has propped up a player impact program and it's just very interesting to me that he pulled out of this event doesn't seem to be that bothered about three million dollars and i get it he's not played well he's still trying to dry dial that driver in i mean he went from i can't play the damn thing to playing really well the week before the masters and then got to the masters and he was a bit inclement again but i think that was more to do with the pressure that rory puts on himself and there's a lesson to be learnt there. <clears throat> I think if you're struggling with any, any club in the bag, especially if it's off the tee with a driver, as an amateur, you should go and find another solution. Whether that be hitting your three-wood off the tee, hybrid off the tee, something that will comfortably get hit a fairway. Build some confidence by hitting the fairway. Go and work on the driving range with the thing, like the driver that you're not hitting very well. Work on the driving range of that. Work on your setup, start line. You know, if, if you've got the ability to go and use a track man, find out your face angles, launch angles, spin. You know, adjust it if you need to adjust it. See how it comes out. Because everybody's swing changes week to week, you know, temperature-wise and weather-wise. We all make changes. Clothing can make a big difference. You know, wearing a t-shirt and shorts in the summer and wearing a t-shirt and shorts in the winter, you're going to be freezing to death for one, but you're not going to swing the same because you're going to be cold and everything's going to feel tight. And it's the same in the winter if you've got a massive, big, fat, thick jacket on or several layers. You're not going to have the mobility to swing your club as well as you should. So Rory clearly, you know, doesn't need $3 million, but it's still a lot of money to miss out on. And I hope that he sorts himself out. I hope that he stops putting himself under so much pressure to win the one major he doesn't have. I think the career Grand Slam will come. But he's just got to let it happen naturally. He's got to stop heaping the pressure on himself. And that's my little thought of the week on the world of golf. Finally, my tip of the week is a stolen one unfortunately but it's a really good tip and it is something i've done previously with clients and i have actually done this early this year with one client uh on a put out mat it wasn't um to the to this length but it was it was something that was interesting so putting we all know that the greens are a little bit long at the minute it's a little bit wetter a little bit and then we know it, the summer is coming Greens will be a lot shorter and they'll be a lot faster. So this is a little tip before you go out and play. Take yourself 
three or four balls out of your bag, get three tea pegs, and then pick a hole reasonably flat, and it's about anywhere between 10 and 15 feet away. Because a lot of mid-handicappers and, and higher handicappers struggle with, you know, I spoke about a couple of weeks ago that a 12-foot putt, most handicappers of 15 or above are three-putting that 15-foot putt. So 10 to 15 feet, go and put the three tee pegs. So take your putter grip, put the putter grip either side of the hole and behind the hole. Make yourself a little semicircle with the three tees. So one behind it and two either, one either side. Go and walk 10, 15 feet away. And what I want you to do is for the next, I'll probably say do this 10 times. So the next 30 putts. I want you to try and get your golf ball inside that putter grip. Because in a match play situation, they're probably going to give you that putt. If you just put it that close from 12 and 15 feet, they're probably going to give you that, you know, 18-inch putt for par or even for the hole. So this is all about pace control. And this was stolen from a, a tour pro, Greg Chalmers. He's on the Hack It Out podcast with uh, Mark Crossfield. I listen to that quite religiously. They've got some great tips. And I thought, you know what? I have done this previously. Uh, and he was all about putting. And he's one of the best putters inside six feet, I think, on the PGA Tour history. or Something silly like that. So taking a tip from him, and I'm giving it to you. Over the next sort of four to six weeks before you go and play golf, three tee pegs, one behind, one either side, 10 to 15 feet. Do that 10 times with three balls. That's 30 putts, and that will improve your pace control. Try and get the ball in between those tee pegs. And if you can do that, you are more than likely going to be given that hole in a match play situation. And the fact you're only going to have an 18-inch or so two-foot putt for par, birdie, or at worst, bogey, double bogey. But you've been, you're able to control that pace. So go and that's my tip for the week. Get that done. Do that over the next sort of four to six weeks. Even if you only do it once every fortnight for three weeks, the weather conditions over the, over the forthcoming weeks are going to change. Your course conditions are going to change. But you're going to give yourself the best opportunity to know what's going on with your greens how to read those putts and how to read those those 10 to 15 foot putts when you're out on the golf course. You'll give yourself the best opportunity and the best way to practice to give you those opportunities to make pars, to make bogeys, and at worst to make save yourself from three putting on some greens. And that's it. It's been a pretty sharp, sharp and quick podcast this week. Thank you all for listening. And don't forget about the blog. So this blog post that is up on the site at the minute is something I did a few months ago. I've slightly revised it. There are two versions of the workout. So it's basically a beginner's workout program. Everything on there is on the post. 
so it's an A and a B program and then a B A B so you do work out A work out B work out A one week so ABBA and then the second week you do work out B work out A and work out B so you do ABA and BAB and you just rotate that it's a very very simplistic very very basic and I think if you can master those basics over a period of 12 weeks or even 16 weeks move yourself on to the second phase which is still ABA and BAB but it's a few extra added exercises so I think it goes from about there's about four exercises in the program in the in the initial bog standard basics and then there's about six exercises in the second program so if you follow those two programs for six months I'm guaranteeing you're going to build some strength I'm guaranteeing you're going to build some consistency and everything in that post will explain the reasons why I recommend the program and the reasons why I do that program with pretty much everybody who walks through the door whether they've got you know 15 years of experience of being in the gym or five minutes of being in a gym because those basic exercises build the basis around my programs they will build more muscle and more strength quicker than having to do fancy ass programs and fancy ass programming <coughs> because people want to see results and from my opinion that program that I've laid out both part one and part two are probably the best program you will ever do it's the most basic program you'll ever do and the most basic program you will ever see but it will be the answer to your prayers and if you do that in for six months I almost guarantee that you will see results as long as you're progressively overloading your body and the weight so I it's eight to ten reps so ideally you'll be doing three sets and the last set that third set you should only just about be getting eight reps if you're getting ten reps three sets easy put some more weight on on the bar the most important thing of that plan is that you make note of the plan you make note of the reps you make note of the weight you have used and you progressive overload if you don't track that then you're gonna struggle but this is the most basic program you'll do it's available for free on the blog right now so if you're looking for a program to take to the gym I don't care whether you've been weight training for 15 years or you've been weight training for five minutes use this plan for six months do some basic cardio on top of it and you cannot go wrong thank you for listening it's been a wonderful half an hour I hope you've learned something about some products today some supplements that you can take I'm not saying you should take but supplements that you can take to help with your progression and some fill some gaps in your nutrition 
I hope you take away that if you are in the gym and you do take up my ABA and BAB programs, that you'll also do a little bit of cardio at 3% or more incline on the treadmill, which is going to help build more muscle and burn more fat. And of course, if you're a golfer, nobody likes the three putt. Three tee pegs round the hole by the grip of your putter either side and behind. Ten sets, three putts, ten to fifteen feet. Get your ball inside those tee pegs and people are going to give you those putts in match play. And you're going to leave yourself a very short putt for your par or second. But you certainly will stop three putting. I hope you have a great week. I hope to see you all very, very soon at Himley Hall Golf Centre, where I will be coaching in the sunshine, I hope. Have a great week, and I will see you next week. Be good, everybody, and play well.